Hello and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul. Justin Baker, my co-host, joining me as usual on this lovely Thursday evening. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like shame myself here uh, because I completely lost track of time. So Justin's been sitting around for like 45 minutes waiting for my ass to get on here. So 45 uh, minutes. <laughs> it was. We were supposed to start at five, and well, okay, maybe it was like 5:30 or 5:35. Maybe 30 minutes at the most. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. All right. But still, um, what a what a what a trooper to just sit there and, and wait, not do anything. He just sat there and sat there waiting for me. No, that's not true. <laughs> You got paid money, at least, from someone Yeah, else. that's very true. I get <laughs> not, paid. Not from me. <laughs> <laughs> not from... <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> um, yeah, I lost myself in uh, building a building a, a closet. So, um, that's my bad. Next time, I'll set a timer. I feel like I'm... This time of, the, of day is usually, like, pretty standard for me to be... Like, okay, yep, I'm I'm going to hop on the show, and I don't usually do something like building a closet at 5 o'clock, but, you know, maternity leave for my wife and all this just kind of has the days and the times all thrown off. Uh, but anyways, we're here to talk about hockey, and, uh, and hockey we will talk. Uh, we just finished our top 10 girlfriend teams, which uh, I suspect some of these teams will uh in in our list today will be on there but today we want to we really want to focus on who we think can actually win the stanley cup because generally would you say justin there's like at the start of a year probably you're you're looking somewhere between like four to eight teams that legitimately could win the cup yeah i think so i think that's a that's a good number and then by this time of year, I think you're kind of you've you've maybe narrowed it down a little bit, uh, but I, I think five is a good number for me. Like, if you can choose five teams, and you say one of these teams will win the cup. Uh, if you're wrong, you probably you know you had a bad year. <laughs> right. You had a bad prediction year. Uh, I'm trying to think what would be a like what year did I not pick a team. At least starting of the playoffs. Like right now, we're we're pretty close. We you know who's rel- like for the most part who's going to make the playoffs. And if if a team doesn't make the playoffs, what like you know, am I gonna if the Florida Panthers get into the playoffs, I'm not picking them to win the Stanley Cup anyways. So I, I, at least I'm not. But so I'm not really worried about those fringe teams. It's generally going to be some of these teams dominating. But. Um, yeah, how did you what what kind of made a team make this list or or miss it for you? Yeah, so I mean, I just kind of looked at each group, right? And when I when I say group, I mean the forward groups, the defense groups mm-hmm. and the goaltending groups that each of these teams have. I looked at where they are in the standings and specifically what divisions they're in and they're what I look at as a path to the finals, right? What realistically um, you know, cause you look at, um, you might look at a, a, a Pacific division team and think, okay, might be an easy path there. Or, or maybe you look, you know, towards the Atlantic and you say, shit, any team's got to probably go through Boston at some point or the, the former, you know, back-to-back champs, the, the Tampa Bay lightning. So that might not be an easy road for or both. one of those. I mean, if you're yeah, the Leafs, both. it's both. <laughs> right. Yeah. So how easy is your path to the finals now? Um, you know, that, that played a huge factor in, in me picking some of these teams. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a, a good way to, to pick that because I mean, certainly 
there are teams where you go, well, they're 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 definitely good enough to win, but if they have to pl- play two amazing teams right off the bat, um, and you've got a team in the let's just say maybe the the Pacific that isn't as as uh, dynamic or you know, I, I feel like at the same time, man, there there are no easy outs here. I, I'm looking up and down in the playoffs and like, who do I want to play in the playoffs? You know, is there any like I? I think maybe even even five ten years ago, there there used to be like, well, there's you know, if you have to play a team, it would be this one team. Like, do you want to play Pittsburgh in the first round of the playoffs? I don't. I know, I know they haven't won in they haven't won the first round in what five years, right? Uh, but do I want to play Pittsburgh in the first round if I'm Boston or if I'm Carolina? I I mean, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to that series. Uh, am I, or let's say Pittsburgh misses and, and it's the Florida Panthers who we thought we, we like basically read them their rights and the Florida Panthers are, are right on the cusp of it. And if the Florida Panthers make the playoffs, I don't want to play them in the playoffs because they are a, they've been playing that they're in that mode of, we, we got to win as we have to win a lot to get into the playoffs right now. So they're hot. They're coming in on a, on a hot, like a high note and kind of all that losing, you know, the, the 28 games that they are 35 games that they've lost. If you count their overtime losses, uh, they're practically a 500 team, but they've, uh, they, they are not 500 in their last 20 games. They're, they're far above it. So they are coming in hot. It's not a team I want to play. Do I want to play against Brady Kachuk in the first round? Or sorry, Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, no thanks. Same guy. Yeah. <laughs> Barkov. Do I want to try and play against these guys in the first round? No. They they certainly will have a chip on their shoulder, and and it'll be a, a tough out. So in my mind, there are really no easy outs here. Uh, at least in the East, there's definitely no easy outs. Um. Okay. Well, with that said, any anything to add before we jump into our teams? Uh, I just want to let the listeners know, and um, you know, maybe this is something better left for the end of the show, but I think it's important to get it out of the way first before we start talking, and that is I am currently beating you in our fantasy playoffs, our matchup this week. Uh, yeah, only up by a few points, but um, a few. You know, right now projected to win. I think you're up by a good chunk. I mean, right now, let's see what the score is. We've got myself at 225, and you're at 145, so um, yeah, a little chunk, but only projected to win by 40-ish points right now. So we'll see. Uh, all it takes is one good night out of your group. Dude, I mean, you had night out of mine. your first night. I think you had like over 100 points in one in just your first, a Monday night or something like that. I was like, holy crap. You just had the best Monday night of your whole year. Right. Uh, so, yeah, of course. So we'll Last week, I had such a good week and I had a bye. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and now, of course, um, you know, well, well, yeah, listen, we'll see. I'm not counting you out because I've seen a Sunday where you've come in and put yes. up like 150 points. And uh, I mean, gosh, yep, that yep. would just that would be the suck balls of all suck balls. If you come in and just destroy me like the night. I mean, the last night of the, the match. I think one one weekend I was down by over 100 points. And I scored like 350 points in a weekend and, and won. And won by like 50 points. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, it's possible. Uh, it certainly hurts having Kaprizov on the 
on the IR. That he yeah, was, that he was just mad money. Uh, I mean, he's like the tenth ranked player in fantasy. So to lose out on that, that hurts. But I know everybody has injuries. It's, it is what it is. Um, but good luck the Still rest sucks. of the way. Good luck the rest you of too, the way. Sir. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, let's get to your 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 first team. I don't know. Did you are these ranked like? Who you th- you know is number five, the fifth likeliest team to win the cup, or or you just have five teams? I mean, I just put five teams, but I mean, I know cool. in my head, yeah. honestly, uh, where I can rank them. If you want me to, no, no, I, no, I, we I don't have it. to rank them. We'll, we okay. won't rank them for, for now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't rank mine either, so that's that's fine. I that's what I was kind of hoping for. I, I know okay. once everybody's in the playoffs and stuff, we'll we'll you know we'll talk about our our actual picks and whatnot. Yeah, but, we'll do some power rankings. But these are just hey, here's five teams that we think legitimately could could win the cup, and that's that's what we're going after here. So why, why don't you start with a uh, with your first team yeah first team i'm going to go with the dallas stars out of the central division and i know a lot of people might be looking at me thinking this is a crazy pick right you're gonna probably have to go through colorado and minnesota i mean gosh has been no slump they're seven one and two without you know kaprizov here in their last 10 but um you know for me my money i i have to go dallas stars because i mean my reasoning behind this i look at the four group and i think there is tremendous depth there i think Right now, they're getting the best out of Jamie Ben, the best out of Tyler oh, Sagan. Jamie getting, Ben's been phenomenal. I mean, this right. is the Jamie Ben reclamation year. I mean, if if he doesn't win, that what is it? What's the uh, comeback player of the comeback, year? The Bill Masterson. The Masterson. He should win that. Yeah, he really should win that. <laughs> yeah, and if for some, I mean, look, they've got rookies like Wyatt Johnson, Ty Delandria playing phenomenal. Ooh, Wyatt Johnson if, leads all rookies in goals. Right. Yeah. And if, if Mason Marshman can find a little bit of what he was in Florida, I mean, this team is going to have a, a top nine that, you know, rivals teams like Boston and, you know, maybe even the Maple Leafs too. But I mean, these are going to be, phen- this is going to be a phenomenal team to play against in the playoffs. And I think, especially with the new coaching in here now, they've, they've opened up that can of offense a little bit more. And I think it's, it, they're just going to be dangerous, you know, come playoff time because not only do they have the offense, but, They've got the defense and the goaltending to do it. And, and for my money, uh, you know, Jake Ottinger might be, I mean, honestly, one of the toughest goaltenders to play against in the playoffs we've seen in the last few years. I mean, he was great last year. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, and yep. and you also look at their path. You know, they, yes, they may have to play Colorado in the second round. That's, you know, that's just... Everyone, everyone's going to have to play a good team in the second round. That's just that's just how it goes. Right, and for uh, my money, Colorado's not as scary as they no, were last year. No, absolutely not. Uh, and that starts with Nazem Kadri not being there and, and yep. flutters down the rest of the lineup. Uh, but the first round matchup, you know, looking and, and, and going, well, likely Dallas ends up in the, like, they're one of the one, they're probably, you know, they're a one seed. Maybe they play Colorado in the first round. Um, I'm looking at this little Minnesota stretch. Uh, I, th- I think they'll probably slow down. I don't I mean, it's, it's so tight on the top here, but as it as it stands right now, Dallas plays Seattle in the first round, and those are two teams that can put up a lot of goals. They're the two highest scoring teams in the West. Outside, well, okay, no, I lied. Uh, Edmonton is the highest scoring team in the right. West, but uh, they are By they are shot. two of some of the highest, uh, number two and number f- four. So th- they'll score a lot of goals. But I think that ultimately Dallas has the depth to be able to uh, play against Seattle. I like I just don't see Seattle beating anyone in the first round uh, based on who they may match up with. So I look at that first round matchup. If Dallas gets that one seed, 
as like, okay, well, there's an there's not an auto going to the next round, but there's a, a likely win in the first round. Whereas if you're that two or three seed in the central and you got to go toe to toe with Minnesota or Colorado, then you know then you're you're looking at a much tougher road to the finals because first round you got to beat them and then the second round you know you're gonna get one of those teams again I guess so that one seed is probably crucial in the central division to uh, to avoid that heavyweight matchup early on. Yeah, yeah, and for me, I think Dallas just again plays such a well-rounded game. I mean, you look at their numbers: goals four per sixty. You know, they're they're eighth in the league as far as that's concerned, and goals against per sixty, they're seventh best in the league. So they play great on both sides of the puck. Yeah, yeah, very balanced. Um, and come playoff time, I mean, you, you just can't can't hate having Jamie Ben on your team come playoff time. Nope. Uh, okay. Well, the the Dallas Stars were one of my teams as well, so we'll just uh, we'll. We'll keep it at that. I I think the Stars have a legitimate chance to win the Stanley Cup, and it doesn't hurt that they they've been there recently, right? They went there in the bubble, uh, I, so they've they've got some veteran guys who they know how to get there, and I think that they're like their rookies are just continuing to peak. Not their rookies, but their younger guys. Uh, they they seem like they're continuing to peak right at the the perfect time for Dallas. So their time may be now. Uh, I could see them also, you know, advancing and and faltering before the finals there, but uh, they definitely are a team. I think you're crazy if you don't have them on out of 16 teams that could win the cup. I think they're one of the five that I, that are definitely on my list and yours. Yep. Um, Okay. Well, I'll I'll give you my next team. I'll, I'll scoot over to the Eastern conference. Uh, how do you not pick the Boston Bruins to be one of those teams that could go to the Stanley Cup Finals? They are on my list as well. They've got to be. I mean, they are. We've got 12 games left. If they somehow win nine of those 12, which that would be a feat in and of itself, especially coming down the stretch, uh, that, that'd be a lot of games to win. Uh, they would set the record, of course, for most wins at 63-62, the current record held by the 95-96 Red Wings and the 2018-19 Lightning. Is that right? That should be right. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, either way, I mean, eight eight out of their next 12, that's pretty likely, I, I think. I think it's just that extra win. Will they get that, that ninth one? Um, I don't think that they really care, uh, but nobody scores goals against them. <laughs> and they're right. a plus 114, which is unbelievable uh, for a goal differential. They just they're just ripping through right now. Uh, but they've they I mean they have players that have won the Stanley Cup in Patrice Bergeron, David Krejci. They've got so much depth throughout their lineup and their defense. Their top four might be the best in the entire NHL. And then there's Linus Olmark, who probably should win the Vesna. Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that, for sure. So, I mean, I guess the only thing that you could that you could say is, hey, the Bruins are going to have one, maybe the hardest path. The Atlantic is probably the hardest path to the finals. Uh, I guess, it, you know, yeah, I, I subjectively, it, it's it's the hardest path. So that that would be the you know first round the, what the Bruins I guess I guess the fortunate thing is you no know, because the Bruins are the are the one seed so because of that they're gonna get to play 
either Florida or or New York Islanders or Pittsburgh. One of those three teams. Uh, if you're Boston, who do you want to pull in the first round? Any of those teams? Um, personally, out of the three, I want to stay away from Pittsburgh just because you can never count out Crosby and Malkin. And, yeah. you know, Tristan Jari has always been clutch in the playoffs. And so for me, I'd probably want to go up against Florida. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think you, you'd want to avoid Matthew Kachuk at all costs, but that goaltending is so suspect right now. And I think depth wise, their, their team just isn't quite what it, it was last year. And so, um, right. I'd be a little worried if, if you're Florida having to go up against, you know, well, I, mean, I don't I think Florida cares. But... I think Florida just wants to get in. Right. Uh, I, I do. I mean, you look at Boston has lost six games at home out of 34 and three of those <laughs> are in overtime. So only three regulation losses. Uh, and you got to win three in Boston to win that series. Really? The, the Florida Panthers have won 15 out of 36 games on the road. So that is a monster mismatch. Uh, where one team struggles on the road and the other team is dominant at home, so that's you know that's probably that's going to be a big big problem <laughs> in a in a four game four games at home for Boston against Florida. And you're probably looking at three of those wins going to Boston right there. So then you've got to find your other two wins at home against the or three wins at home against the Bruins. That's just not it's going to be tough. So. I, I would look at their path as far as being that one seed probably is the 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 best case scenario in the Atlantic because uh, then you get the Leafs and the Lightning beating up each other and whoever you face in the next round theoretically you get a a team that is beaten beaten up yep oh it's Oh, that Atlantic is going to be so tough that first round matchup but there but there are other first round matchups that are that are very difficult, and I, I think some there's some other teams that could also get to the final. Like I don't think just because you're a one seed doesn't mean you're going to the finals by any means. Uh, so who do you have next on your list? Yeah, I'll just why not stay in the East because I mean I'll be honest, three out of my five are Eastern Conference teams. So um, for me, I'll, I'll go with the New York Rangers. We'll switch divisions here. Um, to me, they're a team I just uh, watching last year. You know, they were a little suspect five on five, but I think the addition of Patty Kane uh, bringing in, you know, Tarasenko, I think there's so much raw talent in this forward group right now. Uh, I would be just trembling if if you had to play this trembling. group in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think if they have to play New Jersey, which it, it's almost looking that way uh, in the first round. Um, you know, I, I think New Jersey's probably got to be a little worried because this is going to be a hard forward group to go up and play against night in and night out. And I know New Jersey plays fast. They score a lot of goals, too. But, uh, you know, for me, again, I just I, I think the addition of these veteran guys who have won cups before is going to be so huge. And then not to mention, uh, in my opinion, I think the best goaltender in the world uh, is Shesterkin. And so, you know, again, when you got to play him in the playoffs last year, he was lights out. Uh, played great, and so I think you're going to see another phenomenal run out of him. And you know, with this defense, was a little suspect last year, but I think they're a year older. I think they they've done enough to you know warrant me to say, hey, you know what? I think this is a team that that could win the cup. And uh, you know, doesn't hurt either that they they added you know Nico Mikola. I think he was a great addition to that that bottom pairing. I think will will definitely help them out, especially when you get you know deeper and deeper into the playoffs when you need that that sixth or seventh defenseman to really step up and play a few more minutes yeah and you know the other side of the 
you know, hey, the Rangers are going to have to play the Devils. Uh, that's, that's very likely. Um, I think pretty high chance that's going to happen. Rangers are, even though they would be the three seed, so they would, they uh, would, you know, the Red Devils would have home ice advantage. The Rangers are twenty eight and six on the road. They've been really good on the road, and the Devils have actually been. Uh, they've struggled at home. Nineteen, thirteen, and four. They're one of the few. I'd, I think out of all the teams uh, that are. You know, in the top three in their division, I th- I think that they have the worst home record out of all those all those teams. So, uh, the the New Jersey Devils have been great on the road, but really struggled at home. And funny enough, that's kind of the same thing. The Rangers have been okay at home, and the Devils have been amazing on the road. So, yeah, I guess that kind of lines up. But the fact that New Jersey would play four home games, you know, maybe that's almost a disadvantage at this point for the for the Devils in the playoffs. Plus. Is New Jersey really a home game with the Rangers? Like, it's probably going to be a pretty 50 50 kind right. of crowd in that, that series. But that that will be a throwback series. It's like none other. Like, I, I'm looking forward to that series. Yeah, that's um, got 90s written all over yes, it. Maybe. Yes. Where's Mark Messier? Uh. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I know you've got. Well, okay, so you had Boston and, and New York, so you've got one more team in the East and one more team in the West. Um, I want to go. I'm assuming you have some team, maybe in the Pacific. I do have one. You're right about that. Okay, so you so you have ruled out the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. I have. I don't. To me, I can't pick them because. I don't have a lot of faith. I mean, Gorgiev's been been good this year, but I don't have a lot of faith in him yet in the playoffs because he hasn't shown it to me, right? And that that missing piece of not having Kadri there, and, and you know, and with Landis Gog, I know he's been skating lately, but I'm not, you know, I don't know where his health is yet. We haven't seen him on the ice, so I think those pieces, those missing factors, just their their missing depth uh, at the forward group position is just it's a little bit. Too much to try to overcome, in my opinion, uh, versus some of these other teams. Man, it's so uh, it's so weird. In the beginning of the year, I think like everybody had them at least in like if if we were going to do this in October or you know yeah in October of 2022, Colorado would have been on this list. Even without Kadri, they would have been on this list. We wouldn't have been able to exclude them. Yeah, and, I think that's that's an automatic, right? And here we go, sitting here in March, and neither one of us have them on our top five list to win the cup. <laughs> so, yeah, I think also, is that, it might be a little bit of like, unless I real like, unless I love the team, I kind of want to see a new team in there. Right. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like I just want to see some other, some new, some other faces like, all right, cool. McKinnon got his cup. Like he can get another one later, but I'm a little bit, I'm kind of over the avalanche for now, but you know, I'm sure they have other things to say about that. Uh, <laughs> so who do you have in the Pacific then? Yeah, I chose um, the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. I, I just, you know what, I've been watching. It's funny, when we did our, our mid-season awards, um, you know, and I picked the, the Hart Trophy finalist for me was Jason Robertson. Um, there was an argument to be made for him. But, you know what, Connor McDavid was just light years ahead of everybody. At that time, it, it, the gap wasn't as big. And now I just look at it now, and Connor McDavid is light years ahead of everybody in so every category. Ahead. And he makes everybody look stupid night in and night out. He's the first player in NHL history to score a 60th goal on, on an overtime winner. So 
I mean, he just he huh. does things that others are not doing. And I, I watched that game last night with him, and he just he looks stupid, just so good. He is so and, good. And then you add yeah. the fact that there's also Leon Dreisaitl, who also makes people look stupid. Right. Yeah, the, the NHLPA just came out with their player awards uh, that were voted on by the players. Right. If you haven't read that list, go ahead. And best passer went to Leon Dreisaitl. And I, last night, watching him, right before Connor McDavid scored that overtime winner, he like was pressured by somebody, had his like cross-checked in the back, turned around. on. He was His back was facing Connor going the other way and just backhand passed a sauce that was perfectly tape to tape. I don't know how the hell he did that. <laughs> it was ridiculous. And so, again, a healthy dry sidle. McDavid coming in with, I'm assuming these guys are going to have chips on their shoulders because you got to think for so long they've just been, like every year they come in and everybody's like, yeah, they have to win, they have to win. They've got to go deep in the playoffs, right? And they they come in last year, they have a great run with a with a injured dry sidle basically and getting subpar goaltending. And I think, right. you know, Stuart Skinner, if he can have average goaltending, I think this team has enough firepower in my opinion, to to really go deep, and not to mention too, they went out and they they addressed a, you know some deficiencies on defense with Matthias Ekholm, yeah. who has looked great so far. He he might Edmonton. be the deadline acquisition of the of the whole deadline, right? Right, and you know what? If you can get a little bit out of Yamamoto and a little bit scoring out of some of your depth pieces, you know, if Evander Kane, I think he could he could need to you know step it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, if these guys can you know get a little bit of depth scoring help. Uh, man, they're going to be they're going to be tough to beat. They're, I mean, and not to mention we we talked about right paths to the finals. To me, the Pacific is the easiest one to go through. You know, just looking at. I mean, yes, L.A. and Vegas are not going to be easy outs, but I would rather face them than having to face Colorado or, um, you know, and who knows, maybe Edmonton leapfrogs uh, Vegas by the end of the year and, and gets that number one seed and plays Winnipeg or Seattle. And to me, that's just that would be even easier. Yeah, I yeah, that's going to be tough to do. Uh, ju- jumping four points in nine games is very difficult. Sure, <laughs> especially since the two teams in front of them. Well, the Oilers have won five straight and went eight two and zero in their last ten. L.A. is eight zero and two, and Vegas is eight two and zero. So, right. then no one's made up any ground over the last ten ten games. So it's it's going to be tough. Uh, they they certainly could maybe nab uh, home ice advantage from L.A. I, I don't know that they're too worried about that, but uh, yeah, with with that rematch, uh, that that'll be the only thing maybe that kind of makes me go, well, you know, there's the the L.A. Kings are a much better team than they were last year. They they've been fantastic, and if it weren't for their terrible goaltending, they would likely be the top team in this division in terms of points right now. Yeah, if you got Corpusalo a month or two earlier, right. absolutely they would right. be at the top of this division. So, you know, with with that said, and the fact that Philip Deneau is, is like two years removed from, I mean, even last year, he the guy you just don't want to play against that guy in the playoffs. Although, it's not as if Connor McDavid had any trouble last year. Um, right. It's hard to stop Connor McDavid, even for, you know, one of the best defensive centers in the league. But they've added Kevin Viala and their defense. I mean, remember last year, Drew Doughty was out. So they didn't have him, and they, and they didn't have Gavrikov. So, I mean, there's certainly some some upgrades that L.A. Have, has done. I don't think that that first-round matchup is going to be as as Garantillo. I mean, though, even though L.A. did play them pretty well last year, I, I think I do think Edmonton wins this series. But And it wouldn't surprise me at all if L.A. went 
and won one out in this division and ends up in the conference finals. Like they're that good. I I think they're probably they're actually I'd say they're easily the most underrated team in the playoffs going in because they really could win. They really could go to the Stanley Cup final. Um, but they yeah, could also lose in the that. first round. <laughs> that's what's so. That's that's what's. Uh, they're in a difficult spot, and it's and it's hard not to pick the Oilers because they really are. They they are the they have the best players. Like, hey, you got the two best players. How am I? Gonna, it's hard to pick against that. It's like when Pittsburgh and it was Crosby and Malkin were at their height. It was hard to pick against the Penguins, even though you knew they wouldn't win every year. You went. I mean. They're gonna win some year. <laughs> like it's gonna happen. So I, you know, I I went back and forth on these teams in the Pacific. Yeah, you know, I I thought, do I include? Do I just not have a team in the Pacific and just go Colorado? I said, mm, nah. Uh, I thought about L.A. I look at Vegas and I go, if you can get Mark, if you can guarantee me Mark Stone is healthy. And actually healthy, not just like, hey, bro, it's the playoffs. You want to just try? I, right. Like, if he is legitimately healthy, I don't know how this team is in a, like, that. they would become my favorite if he's healthy. Uh, we haven't seen a legit playoff run from Mark Stone uh, in, in a while. And I, I think that if he's healthy, okay, I, I, I say, yeah, I think they could they could upend the Oilers, but... There's no evidence that he's coming back. There really is. Like I, I just haven't really seen much as far as like, hey, he's for sure going to be back for the first round of the playoffs, and he's going to be a hundred percent. I don't want. I don't. I don't want this eighty percent or like a hobbling around on one leg. I, I don't think he's effective that way. So I. That's why I. I'm with you. I say the Edmonton Oilers because I don't trust that Vegas is going to be able to bring in all their heavy hitters. Come. Uh, come playoff time. Plus, I mean, it's cute that Jonathan Quick's kind of having a decent start here with them, but I'm I'm going to take the other goalies in this uh, division all day over Jonathan Quick. Sorry. Yeah, I might have to side with you on that one. It's it's a nice story, but uh, I would like to see Jonathan Quick playing the L.A. Kings, though. That would be great. Yeah. So let's let's have Edmonton leapfrog all <laughs> yeah. these teams, there you and go. we can get that first round matchup. There you go. Now Perfect. let me ask you if you're. If you're Edmonton's coaching staff, are you starting Stuart Skinner or are you going to, you know, Mr. Campbell there? Man, I think I'm, I think these last 10 games, I think I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm grabbing the hot hand, probably going into the playoffs. Like you're you're saying to your team, Hey, we, we have an outside chance at getting this top seed and really having a much easier path to the next round. So let's win. Let's win as much as we can without like, let's not die because we, we are in the playoffs and we can beat anybody, but like, let's see if we, if we can't play the Seattle Kraken or the, or the Winnipeg Jets in round one, which would be, I mean, which would be an awesome first round matchup anyways. But um, yeah, Jack Campbell just hasn't been very good, but he's been a little better as of late. I, I think I'd probably Stuart Skinner is, would would be where I would be leaning, but I'm just taking the hot hand. Whoever's whoever's hotter, and honestly, if one of them has a has a game where they're just they just don't look comfortable out there, you just say, "Hey, we've switched you guys up all year long. We're going to switch you up here in the playoffs, and it's okay. We're yeah, all we're comfortable with for me. we're comfortable with both of you." Yep. 
So yeah, I, I so I too I have I have uh, Edmonton as my team, my other team in the West that could win the Stanley Cup. Uh, wow, beautiful! All right, you got one more team. You know who my team's going to be? Yeah, you might be surprised. My last team, though. Uh, okay, let's hear it. Because let's see, so far out of the out of the four teams we've talked about, or the four teams that I've talked about, you've also had three of them, right? So you didn't have the Rangers, right? Um, but I think this last team um, you probably have on your list too, and that's the Toronto Maple Leafs. All right, there you go. I do have the Toronto Maple Leafs on my list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like, and, and I'll let you take the lead on why you think, but just really quick to throw it out there um, because I, I'd much rather hear you talk about this. But for me, the difference this year versus last year were maybe, yes, okay, playing Tampa in the first round, I, I would probably have favored Tampa the last, well, I did the last couple of years. But this year I, I'm leaning more towards Toronto because I think there's, um, this is like a do or die type of year for me. And so I think that type of edge, similar to McDavid and Dreisaitl playing with such a chip on their shoulder, um, they're going to be coming in hot. They're going to be coming in heavy. And then not only that, but now this year they have the fifth best goals against uh, in the league. They're, I mean, their defense is just playing phenomenal. So uh, for me, that's that's going to be the difference maker. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that is the biggest change is that I think they're they they have a more more of a commitment to the defensive side and their their depth on defense is quite strong. I mean, they they maybe don't have the headman, right? Like, I mean, that's obvious. <laughs> Very few teams have a guy like, I mean, Edmund. don't shortchange Morgan Riley though. I mean, I Mor- say. Morgan Riley has been better. Uh, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he was hurt and he's kind of had a, I'd say a more of a down year than anything, at least from a defensive standpoint. Uh, you know, only 36 points. I know he's only played 55 games. He's been, he, he has not been the best, but he's been better the last 10 games. So, Oh, give him that. Uh, TJ Brody is maybe, for my money, the most underrated defenseman in the NHL. Um, and then you had Mark Giordano, who was playing like 25 minutes a night when everybody was dead. So, I mean, we know that what he can do. And, you know, they bring in Luke Shen. They've got Lilligren. They've got Jake McCabe. I, I, they can have two guys go down in the playoffs and still have a solid top six. So they, they've got a lot of depth. And you know what? All that to boot. On the forward side, Ryan O'Reilly will be back here in the, in like the next week or two, I think, and uh, and then we'll it will be able to get back to that little little experiment before the playoffs start and uh, and get things going. But yeah, I mean their forward group with him in it, with Ryan O'Reilly in there, I think just gives them such versatility. Uh, especially, especially when you consider you've got, so like Ryan O'Reilly, I consider him kind of like a, he's a Swiss army knife kind of player, right? Like you can put him anywhere. You kind of do a lot of things with him. Um, he's going to bring a certain type of game to wherever you put him, but you could be comfortable, uh, playing him up and down in the lineup. I would say the same about an Alex Kerfoot where you can put him anywhere you want. He's going to, he's going to find something to do. Uh, and I mean, to a lesser extent than Ryan O'Reilly, of course, but uh, I, I think they, and then Callie Yarncroke too. Yarncroke can, he can play center. He can play the wing. He can score goals. He can play the penalty kill. I, I mean, I think that Callie Yarncroke is, is probably out of all the, uh, the signings that the Leafs did in the off season. He is the best one. He's yeah. I can't remember. 
what it what the the number of games was. I think it was maybe seven or for or eight games or whatever. But it was basically um, you know best five on five goals for the Leafs, and nobody had more than two except for Carly Yonkrock. He had five. It was it was a wild number that you know you look at Austin Matthews only had one. And again, this is five on five goals, but that's the difference I think this year too. Not only with the defense, but now you've got depth scoring, right? right. You've got guys that you know on that third line doing well. I mean, Yarn Kruk is fitting great on that top line with Matthews and Marner. And and then, you know, you, you talked about Ryan O'Reilly, right? He's going to be a Swiss Army knife for this team. You know, when the team wants to load up at the, you know, the top six, they can. But if they need a little bit of depth, you know, they can throw Ryan O'Reilly on that third line. And he, he's been there, right? He's got that consmite. And then let's not underestimate, too, I think Luke Shin is going to be huge for this team yes, in the playoff. Yes. And, uh, you know, to me, I mean, that's, that's going to be as big as almost Matthias Ekholm in Edmonton right now, in my opinion, I think it's going to, it's going to pay huge dividends, maybe not on the score sheet, but um, you know, I think block shots that just that grindy penalty kill type of guy you're going to get out of Luke Shin is just going to be a phenomenal addition come playoff time. All right. Yep. And maybe, maybe they like, even though Matt Murray hasn't been phenomenal, right? He's still been pretty darn close to an average goalie in terms of his save percentage at nine Oh five. Um, Ilya Samsonov at a nine one four. He's been very good. Uh, I don't know how well he'll do under pressure. I think that that's my one concern is that Samsonov, yes, been the better goalie, but under pressure, what's going to happen? And uh, I think that's, I mean, that's a nice thing. You got Matt Murray, who you know, under pressure, he's pretty much the same guy. And and he's been there before. I mean, he's been he's won two Stanley Cups. <laughs> he knows how to win in the playoffs. So yeah. it, that that's probably the biggest, like, what what's going to happen? <laughs> like who's going to start in the playoffs? I think they want Murray to be the guy to start in the playoffs. But I I think that Samsonov has kind of given them no choice but to at least strongly consider him to be their top goalie going in the playoffs. So I I that's probably at least in these last 10 games. That's what you got to figure out is what are you doing with your goaltending? Yeah, yeah, I don't think there's any question. And it's nice too to have that that problem too, right? When you when you talk about it because for me, I think right now Samsonov is going to be my guy come playoff time, but again, right? That having that debacle, that debate where like, shoot, well, Murray's got the playoff experience, he's got the cup. Uh, frick, what do we do? So, again, not a bad problem to have if you're if you're a Maple Leafs fan. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, I've got one more team. Yes, I want to hear it. My Outside team. You know, I thought about doing Tampa Bay and just doing like Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay. <laughs> one of those teams. Uh, I'm actually going Carolina. I think it's, I mean, they have, they are going to be the top seed in the Metro. So they're going to play either the Islanders or Pittsburgh. And I, I think they've got it. Even with, with Svechnikov out, I don't think it matters because they play such a tight defensive system. And they will drive you nuts how often they, I mean, they shoot the puck in, but my goodness, they can go in and get that puck. And that is going to, in the playoffs, when you're a team that is going to, like no other team really dumps the puck in like the Hurricanes. So in the playoffs, I think you're you're looking at maybe, you know, the higher chance of your defenseman getting hurt because how often they dump the puck in and guys aren't letting up in the playoffs. They'll let up a little in the regular season, but in the playoffs, I think they're going for um, probably going for, for broke a little more there. So I, I worry about that if I'm a team against Carolina and their goaltending has been good. They have been great at home and on the road. And 
even with without Shvetsnikov, I mean, they've got guys who are. I mean, Martin Nietzsche has been great. Sixty-four points, twenty-seven goals. You know, Aho, you can never count him out. Not a superstar, but he is a star on this team. And I mean, yeah, Shvetsnikov is having a good year, but nothing. Nothing that, in my opinion, you can't maybe find somebody to re- to replace his production by by moving someone up in the lineup like a Teravine and Coke uh, Kinyemi has actually been okay this year, which is uh, a, <laughs> probably a huge uh, breath of relief for the Hurricanes, seeing as what they brought to uh, bring him in. But and I'm I'm looking at like Jordan Stahl in the playoffs. Do I want to play against that guy? No. Uh, and then all. Honestly, the newest shiny toy there in Brent Burns, I think he's kind of changed that team. He's given them a different swagger that they didn't have before. And then you also, you know, you bring in Shane Gostas Bear, who, I, I mean, he's, you know, he's put up five points in 10 games with them, but uh, he's kind of got that swagger to, uh, to him as well. So I'm, I'm scared to play this team because I think that they can just be, they could be that team. Where they win round one in five games, and then they like, you know, they're they get to go up against Jersey or New York, and the fact that they play such tight defense, I think could could result in a lot of one nothing two one playoff games against either New York or New Jersey, and uh, it's going to be tough to to win those games when you're either one of those teams. So it'll be, I think Carolina has a great chance to win the Stanley cup. They're probably my, like more of my, more of my sleeper, even though they're a one seed in the division. Uh, I think just with the injuries that they've had, they, uh, a lot of people are counting them out, but not me. Yeah. I would agree with you when you say a lot of people count them out because listen, I, Sveshnikov, he's, he's a power forward, right? And so that's the type of guy you want. Who's going to go hard every single shift um, but again, you can never count out a Rod Brendamore team. And, um, you know, if somehow, you know, Jesse Pooley can find a little bit, he hasn't scored yet, hasn't put up a point, but if they can, they can finally get <laughs> him think... to produce, I mean, the, yeah, get him to produce. And maybe you get Seth Jarvis and Tara Vina to step up a little bit in the playoffs. They could be dangerous, right? They could be tough to beat. Um, because you can never count out. I mean, again, you can never count out this team as long as Rod Brendamore is there and they've got the defense they do. I mean, it's that's that's as one of the best defenses in the league. So uh, with that goaltending too and that system, it's it's going to be no easy out for anybody. Yeah, and kind of you got three goalies to go to. You pick your pick your right. poison. <laughs> um, it is crazy the guys that that are going to be on IR in the playoffs. I mean, when you consider Pacioretty and Shvetsnikov and Jake Gardner, and Andre Kasha, uh, but yet this team is still in first place, and that is because of the system that they play. So it, it'll be. I, I think the, there's guys on this team that can step up. Paul Stastny and uh, Derek Stepan's a guy that I would love to have in the playoffs because he's just that. You know, he's the, he's that guy you could see, kind of being a, a Patrick Maroon type, right? Like scoring some big goals when the, when it really counts, because you're just not afraid to put your body in arms way. Yeah, he uh, did it in New York too. I mean, you, yep. you, we've seen it. So he can yep. he can be that big time score when they when you need a goal. They are not a sexy team at all. No. Like they are probably the league's least sexy team. But they here they are in first place because they get scoring from everyone. So that's the I mean, it's it's definitely a different way, a different approach. Uh, but 
you know, it, does it, will it work? Will they win the cup? Uh, in comparison to some of the, like these teams where you go, well, but the Rangers have Panarin and Kane and Kreider, <laughs> where you look at the Hurricanes and you go, yes, I mean, no, and they don't have Schmetznikov now, but like, yeah, they have Aho. Aho's a really great player. Uh, does he match up against those guys as an individual? No, but does their system? Yes. And that's what fascinates me so much about the Hurricanes is that they've they've done this with by committee. And there's very few teams in the league that have done it by committee. And I would say the only other t- the only team that has won the Stanley Cup, maybe in the last, I, funny enough, the last team to win probably by committee was the Carolina Hurricanes when they won in 2006. They were a very similar type of team. They didn't have that superstar player, and they rode good defense, good, great goaltending, and the perfect mix of veterans all the way and, and young players all the way to the finals and won the cup. So maybe they do it again. Maybe. Maybe. Well, hey, that's our show. Um, you can find us on Twitter at OT Hockey Talk. Uh, let us know what you think. Let us know who your teams are headed into the playoffs. I mean, those aren't my. Well, the Leafs are my team, but like I'm not rooting for the Bruins. I just think, you know, they could win the cup. How can you not pick them? <laughs> yeah, how could I not pick them? Uh, I don't want to pick them because I really don't want them to win the cup. <laughs> like they're definitely the team I don't want to have on that list. Uh, but it, it'll be fun, and and we're you know there's there's uh, some good good races still going on in the playoffs. So there's lots to still watch for here in the last. What what are the playoffs starting on like the tenth or something like that? I think tenth of uh, April. Yeah. That's my birthday. That's right, it is. Playoffs start on my birthday. I love it. All right, well, that's our show. We will talk to you guys very soon. Justin, thanks for for hanging out for a lot longer than you planned. (laughs) (laughs) 